Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Start sleeping on a luxury hybrid mattress made with premium materials at half the price with DreamCloud's Labor Day Sale. DreamCloud combines the perfect blend of comfy memory foam and supportive coils to make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. Every DreamCloud comes with $599 in accessories, plus an additional $200 off, a 365-night home trial, free shipping and returns, and a forever warranty. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today. Hurry, this offer ends September 5th. Hello again, friends, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Chris Clark today for a look at today's Will Muschamp press conference ahead of Saturday's game against Tennessee. It'll be the Gamecocks' first night game in conference at home this year. 7.30 kickoff on the SEC Network. Tennessee 3-4 and four coming in and 1-3 and three in the Southeastern Conference. But, Chris, we know that uh, Tennessee's got a whole new feel, a whole new vibe around its program right now because they went to Auburn and whipped the Auburn Tigers on the plains at Jordan-Hare just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that is something that Muschamp referenced today. They, they've they improved. I mean, that's uh, you can see that from teams. What you see in game one from a football team is not always what you see in the middle of the season or the end of the season. We've seen that several times where uh, we saw it in Muschamp's first year, you know, where uh, you, you, you play, you're a certain team at the beginning of the season, you begin to develop or continue to develop as a team, maybe you get some younger guys, some experience, you uh, learn the ropes as to how your coaches want things done. And so uh, Tennessee's improved, and Auburn's season has certainly not been what they all expected, what they wanted. They're not playing very, very well right now overall, and they've got some holes there. But that said, I don't think anybody, including myself, would have picked uh, Tennessee to go to Jordan Hare and, and come away victorious is a tough place to play. Yeah. And and they were able to do it. I think one thing you gotta keep in mind, Emerson, is this team, this Tennessee squad, you know, I think they still have talent on this team and, and they really underachieved the past couple seasons. And that was one of the reasons that fans there were so frustrated with Butch Jones, but there's still some really good football players and that's why this is a scary game for South Carolina. Tennessee was about a 10-and-a-half-point underdog at Auburn two weeks ago, and Tennessee had lost 11 consecutive Southeastern Conference games. It's hard to believe looking back on it, but they really whipped Auburn pretty good. And Tennessee coming off the loss to Alabama this past weekend, Chris, and the Gamecocks coming off the bye week. So let's talk about the Gamecocks for a little bit here before we move back to Tennessee. Carolina getting healthy off the bye week, Chris, and this is great news. DJ Wanham is coming back. He has not played since early in the Coastal Carolina game, and this was the Gamecocks' top sackler and tackle for loss man a year ago. I think his absence has been pretty well documented at this point, but I think maybe it's still been understated to some degree, and the Gamecocks get running back A.J. Turner back healthy as well again this week. And, uh, you know, he's been a key player for the Gamecocks for a couple of years now. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's big for South Carolina to get both of those guys back. I mean, Turner's done some good things. Uh, not only running the ball, but Emerson, he's a key player on special teams. I mean, he's somebody who can go back there and be your secondary kick returner. 
he plays on all of South Carolina's special teams. I mean, he's someone who can run down and cover kicks and punts, uh, you know, tackle guys, go down and stop the ball if it's a good punt. So uh, he, he's, he's very, very key for them. So it'll be big to get him back. He's a guy that's been around the program a while. DJ Wanham, of course, is really, really significant. I mean, South Carolina's missed him a ton this season since he went down in the third quarter of the Coastal game. Um, he's a talented player. Uh, he, he's big. He's got size. He can set the edge. He can rush the passer and command uh, attention, whether it's a tight end helping out on him, whether it's you know just giving offensive tackle troubles. Bryson Allen Williams today, running mate on the other side of the up on the defensive line there mentioned that you know sometimes dj can command double teams so um he's certainly a, a guy that uh, the defense is definitely going to benefit from having and it gives them more versatility because now whereas you know bryson allen williams is really your primary buck linebacker south carolina can can keep bryson at the buck um, or dj can play buck which has been his primary position but they can also put those guys on the field at the same time so you could see a lineup of dj one playing more of a true end edge setter spot bryce now williams as a buck either rushing the passer helping set the edge against the run dropping back into coverage like the buck position does and then you could see you know javon kinlaw and, and kier thomas inside and they'll be able to mix and match a little bit more now um that, that they have one back in the fold just gives them a lot more options honestly so, Chris, Muschamp said in the press conference today that both Wanham and Bryson Allen Williams will be on the edge, and that's been the plan. Yep. That's the way it should have been all year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we and we saw that uh, a bit. Of course, we've only seen Wanham for really a couple full quarters, and we saw some of that with, with Bryson and, and DJ out there. Um, and, again, not only do you get a good player back in Wanham, a guy who can produce for you in terms of rushing the passer, setting the edge, making tackles, of the ball carrier, um, but it gives you that versatility to put two of your more productive players, which are Bryson Allen Williams and DJ Wanham, to get them on the field at the same time. Um, and, and so that means Bryson can still play the buck and, and get those two guys on the field, and that's, that's a positive. South Carolina has had some inconsistencies, of course, in stopping the run, so Wanham will definitely help clean that up, in my opinion. Um, and they'll have, a, they'll have a tall order to do that this week because Tennessee's got uh, some good running backs – and Ty Chandler, Tim Jordan lead, lead their running back group there, and they're certainly very capable. So great news for the Gamecocks. Wanham slated for a return after the bye week for several weeks now, and that is official. Turner, uh, Muschamp saying today that both Wanham and A.J. Turner cleared to play and will be ready to go. And, Chris, I don't think it's like we're expecting Wanham to come in and have three or four sacks this weekend right away, but what he's going to do is he's going to open up his teammates for some opportunities because he can command that double team, like you said. Sure, it's going to be interesting to see – you know, he was asked today if he was 100%, and he said, I feel good. So I'm not just sure if, he, if that's just something he said hmm. or uh, if that was his way of saying he's 100%. I mean, uh, certainly uh, he, he's been running around at practice. Practice earlier today, Muschamp said, and he looks good. Um, but he's someone that, you know, maybe he's going to have to sort of play, play his way and to get a feel for the game, get into that true game shape. But South Carolina stresses, you know, they practice fast, Emerson. I mean, they, they're out there. There's not really a dull moment during practice of guys standing around. They're either doing a drill, they're they're in a eleven on eleven, they're out there, uh, you know, working on alignments defensively. They're doing something almost all the time in practice, and so um, I, I, it's probably going to be an easier adjustment for DJ. And he's always been a hard worker as well. On the injury front, Chris continuing there. Both Nick Harvey and 
JT eBay are out. Both play safety, and the Gamecocks are a little bit thin, like they've been pretty much all year at safety. No doubt. And, I mean, both of those guys were guys that South Carolina was counting on, you know, this season, whether it was Harvey, you know, got looks at several different spots. Uh, eBay had worked his way after he returned from recovering from a hip injury quickly ascended up the depth chart to become the team's starting safety. And so um, they've missed those two guys there because, uh, you know, they they are a little thin, as you said, Emerson. They have – they really even still have more bodies than they've had in the past couple years, but they're just short on experience. I mean, um, you've got Jam Williams back there as a sophomore. You've got Steven Montax. Uh, back there who's who's plenty experienced, but they're still not completely happy with the safety play. And the guys behind them are very inexperienced. R.J. Roderick is probably going to be a very good player at South Carolina, but he's a true freshman. Then you got Jalen Dickerson as a redshirt freshman who's really just played special teams this year and missed last season with a shoulder injury. Um, and, and you got Javon Charleston back there who's, you know, played, missed a good part of preseason camp and, and has been around a little bit, but has played some safety and special teams. So, uh, you know, again, like you said, just a little thin, and it, it'll be a good thing for them, whether from a special teams or a safety perspective, when they can get back eBay and Harvey, but they'll have, they'll roll with what they got right now. Emerson Phillips with Chris Clark here on Gamecock Central Radio, previewing the Tennessee game and talking about today's Will Muschamp press conference ahead of Saturday's matchup with the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee and South Carolina set for a 7.30 kick on the SEC Network. The Volunteers with wins over East Tennessee State, UTEP, and Auburn. Losses to West Virginia, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. So, Chris, you look at Tennessee's schedule. They played some tough teams. They've been beaten by some very good teams. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at both these squads. It's not like they've dropped any game that was a huge shot. That's right. You know, I mean, uh, South Carolina's lost to three ranked teams. Two of them were at home. Two of the games were games that they – you know, you go on the road to Kentucky and turn the ball over four times and don't play very well at all in the first half defensively. And then A&M, you know, you don't do anything to start the game on offense and you, you stage a comeback but just sort of wear down and, uh, you know, ha- had some critical turnovers there too. So um, they haven't played well enough to win. Uh, you, you ran down Tennessee's schedule. All of those teams that you just mentioned are really good football teams too. So, um, you know, Tennessee, I think – is a squad that people look at and, and recognize that they sort of underachieved the past couple of years. I think people maybe even understate that the uh, where the roster is because, again, like I said earlier, there's talent on this roster. I think Jeremy Pruitt, the head coach there, is just trying to get this roster to play to its potential. They are still really thin in some spots. I don't think their secondary is very good right now. They're thin in certain aspects. They have some guys that during the recruiting process were probably overvalued, so you look at their their sort of star power on their roster, and it, and it may be a little bit inflated, but still a lot of really good talent. So um, it'll be interesting with these two teams that have, have played and lost to some other very good squads. Them facing off, I think, is a very intriguing matchup, and I think it's a key game for both teams, especially South Carolina, you know, in year three. Yeah, bowl eligibility concern for both teams at this point right now, and certainly the winner of this game will have the inside track to becoming bowl eligible, and both teams may get there before the year is out, Chris, and we don't think either team's going to the Sugar Bowl this year, don't get me wrong, but, you know, to get a bowl invite, to have an additional couple weeks of practice, preparation for the bowl game is critical for both teams, uh, particularly for Tennessee maybe, because Pruitt is in his first year, so that... uh, you know, while the bowl invite might not be 
you know, it might not be a great bowl game that these two teams go to. Just getting to one would be something important and something that both teams are striving for right now. For sure, and that that was such a key for Muschamp in his first year. You know, yep. getting that six win, sort of scratching and clawing to it. Um, that was something that internally they they really wanted at that time because they recognized, look, we, we need to make a bowl at South Carolina because, you know, not not because it's going to be some prestigious game. Um, it is an opportunity to go play another game and win another game. It's always good to make a bowl when you're at that stage in your development. But like you said, Emerson, more just for the development of your football team. I mean, I think people lose perspective on this nowadays, but it is possible for teams to improve, you know, over – over the course of a season, over the course of several years, it's possible to, to build programs and not just be bad all the time or, or great all the time or, or somewhere in between. You know, there can be ebbs and flows in development. And, you know, for Tennessee, it's going to be very interesting uh, with them trying to rebuild their program in the SEC East, which is better than it was. Certainly you look at Georgia being sort of a powerhouse still, and, and Florida has, has made a quick emergence at least in the short term and South Carolina is still building and then you got a lot of other programs around the southeast who are either very good or continuing to build and Tennessee and South Carolina both going to play tough schedules I mean year in and year out there's no doubt about it that's right all right Chris uh, the quarterback position talked about a lot for both of these teams coming into this ball game and for South Carolina Jake Bentley banged up after the loss to Kentucky and missed the Missouri game but returned for Texas A&M and the bye week has helped Jake return to 100%. We believe that Jake is about as healthy as he's been in some time now with the off week. And for Tennessee, Chris, uh, Jared Garantano it was having a decent year despite the fact that Tennessee doesn't have a shining record at 3-4. and four, But, you know, he's completing 60% of his passes this year. And Muschamp talked about when you turn on the film on Garantano, he's very accurate with the deep ball. So that makes him a very dangerous quarterback. And, uh, Tennessee actually brought in their backup, a kid who's transferred in from Stanford at the end of the Alabama game last Saturday, and he led a couple scoring drives against Bama, uh, granted, when that game had long been decided. But uh, talk about the quarterback position, not just at South Carolina, but at Tennessee this week. Yeah, and, uh, you know, to start out with Tennessee, I mean, Garantano had a rib injury, and, and Pruitt has said he expects him to be out there, that he's a tough kid. But uh, they can always go to uh, Keller Chris. I mean, he's someone that they can – uh, that they can go to if they need, and he showed a little bit at the end of the game. I'm sure Nick Saban was thrilled about giving giving up those late scores to Tennessee in that football game. Uh, but you know, Garantano is a guy. Again, he he is not. He's played on some football teams that have not been great uh, since he's been there. He's a big kid who can run and has arm talent. There's no doubt, and that's always that always makes for an intriguing guy at the quarterback position. So he is talented, and so is Keller. And um, you know, it, it was apparently a pretty pretty contested type quarterback battle there in the offseason. So uh, what they do, I guess if there's good news for South Carolina, is what they do schematically won't won't change dramatically. I'm sure they've prepared for both and will prepare for both. But to me, it's going to start with stopping the run. And, and another concern that Muschamp levied was Tennessee's receiver core. They got some big guys who can who can get over top of you and go and go over top of you to catch the football in the air contested catches with some strong hands so uh, the deep ball will be a concern for them when you look at Bentley he, w- he wasn't fully healthy during the A&M game uh, he did not start well in that game and that's been documented but he played very well at the end he, he made several big time throws that were just dropped and and that was referenced today so 
they just haven't put the, it's a team game. They haven't put together a full performance, but no doubt they'll need they'll need a good game from Bentley. I think a big part of that is just taking care of the ball, just making good decisions, not trying to do too much, which is something he mentioned today that at times he's tried to do too much. Um, just just letting the game come to him. South Carolina favored by seven and a half over Tennessee this Saturday. And Chris, I think it's certainly worth pointing out that Muschamp, as a head coach, has never lost to Tennessee. <laughs> he is not. Uh, he he. There have been a few games, whether at Florida or at South Carolina, in which he's he's uh, almost seemed to relish uh, beating Tennessee. And the interesting thing about that is Emerson that uh, you know Tennessee had a, a lot of coaching openings over the years. Um, you know, whether it was when Dooley reported, when Kiffin departed, and Muschamp, uh, you know, at one point was even offered the Tennessee job, I believe, when he was at Texas, um, and 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 turned it down. So, um, you know, if, if history would have gone a little differently, it would be interesting. But certainly he's had success against those guys. And regardless of opponent, whether it's Tennessee uh, coming to Williams-Brice or whoever it may be from the SEC or out of conference, they need to notch a win in a game that's still winnable for him. All right, we want to encourage all of our listeners today to get involved with Gamecock Central's Game Day podcast. We have the Gamecock Central hotline set up for you. Questions, comments, feedback, you call the GC hotline, you leave us a voice message, and we will play that recording during Saturday's Gamecock Central Game Day podcast, and it's open 24-7. So just call this number, 803-497-9058. It's 803-497-9058. Call the GC hotline. Leave us a voicemail with your question, comment, feedback, and we will get you involved with the Game Day podcast coming up on Saturday. Chris, one more item before we wrap it up today. Muschamp said that he is very confident that the Gamecocks will be playing on December 1st. What can you tell us? Yeah, Emerson, I mean, it's a while back this was a, a situation where they weren't sure if it would be, you know, bye week or December 1st. Obviously, the, the bye week is how past us and, um, as, as of a few weeks back, we were pretty confident, here's our staff at Gamecock Central, that there, that December 1st, if there was going to be a 12th game, would, would be that date, and, and that it looked like that would be the game. I mean, there, it's a situation where you have a home game. Not only do you want to play a football game for a lot of reasons as a fan base, as a team, and, and make up for that lost game, but, you know, you think about athletic departments, you think about revenue that's lost from – uh, you know, from from the gate, from the concessions, et cetera. And so you always want to recoup that if you can. And so, uh, you know, a, an opponent has not been announced yet, and, and there's still some things left to shake out. But I would actually, you know, continue to look out for Marshall, you know, in terms of uh, a reschedule of that. Uh, the Conference USA title game is also on December 1st um, right now. You know, Marshall is tied in the East with FIU at 5-2. And, and so, uh, you know, they, they had a win over FAU recently. Marshall did. So, uh, depending on how that shakes out, I think before anything's announced, you know, of course, Marshall would have to finish second or lower in the in the Conference USA standings in order for that to happen. But right. assuming they don't make it, I think, I think that's the most likely opponent right now. All right, very good. So, if Marshall does not uh, end up in the Conference USA championship game they may be coming to williams bryce on december 1st very interesting chris thanks for the time today good report good talking with you 
All right, Emerson, thanks a lot for having me, man. All right, our pleasure, Chris. Thank you very much. That's Chris Clark, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Plenty more still to come this week on Gamecock Central Radio. We'll have the Tennessee perspective coming up here in a day or two on GCR and our game day podcast coming up on Saturday. Thanks for joining us on Gamecock Central Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.